Hello, listeners. This is Richard B. Cologne reminding you all to check out the Behind the Glass Gallery podcast hosted by myself and Kwaje Donnell. Every month, we interview the latest First Friday featured gallery artists and dive deep into their passion, drive, and motivation beyond what they display on our gallery walls each month in downtown Rochester, New York. So please, if you haven't yet, subscribe and give us a listen. Also, don't forget to check out our monthly artist receptions every first Friday of the month from 6 to 8 p.m. 240 East Main Street at the Mercantile on Main. Hoping to see you all behind the glass. Game over, man. I ain't got time to bleed. Welcome back to another Punches and Popcorn Holiday Rapid Strike, where we take a quick break from our regular programming to find the true meaning of Christmas through kicks, punches, and buckets of blood. I'm your host, Mike Holiday Huntone, and oh, wow, with God. me is our own jolly genius, Jason Bills. <laughs> I'm just here to spread some Yuletide fear. <laughs> and of course, our own professor, Dominic, deck the halls, Demore. Jingle bells, jingle bells, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are in this jolly mood because tonight we are rocking around the Christmas tree with 2005's Santa's sleigh. <laughs> yeah, come to this. <laughs> I, I was all excited for this. So I, we really appreciate all our punchy pals listening in as we've done a few holiday rapid strikes here to celebrate the season. And uh, Jay and I had seen this movie before and we were really excited for Dom to see it because it's a one of a kind, unique film. And I'm so excited that we have arrived here so that we can hear Dominic's reactions. I literally just finish it. I literally yes. just oh. finished it. Like I took, so I started watching it like at, I don't know, maybe 4 PM today. And then of course I got interrupted 37 times because toddlers and yes. I just finished it. And this is a great movie to watch with toddlers. Or no, no, they, that's why it took so long because I did not watch it with toddlers. <laughs> well, let's, wow. I, let's, yes. Go ahead. Wow. Wow. I mean, go, go. honestly, I mean, I know it's a rapid strike, so we got to go quick. But like that first scene, if we were going order, yeah. that first scene, I was like, "How much star power can you pack into a cheesy straight-to-video horror movie where the lead is a wrestler that isn't Batista?" Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I think Batista is a pretty good actor. The rest of yes. them. Yeah. You know, so like Goldberg's not one of the good ones either. <laughs> but, so, wow. So oh, I no, just, no, I was gonna sidetrack us there, and I'm not going to don't, continue. Don't, continue. don't. So go, like, go. so like, I, I, so first of all, I got, I got questions, and I have statements. <laughs> Statement. So. Sonny Corleone is there. Yeah, he is there. <laughs> Great James Khan, whose mm-hmm. ankles healed up from misery, and he dons a you know John Waters mustache, and he's eating <laughs> he's eating dry turkey. Um, yeah. Okay, and the nanny is there. 
Uh, oh, yeah. So Fran Drescher's there. Yeah. Chris Kattan, of all people. I haven't seen him in a <laughs> while. Mango was there. Like, the Noxzema girl's there. Like, oh, my. <laughs> yeah. I mean, whoo. Wow. <laughs> and, and, can, and those are my statements. My question is, who were these people in this family? So I'm assuming the patriarch was James Kahn. Right. Was he married to Fran? That's and what I meant. His, and yeah. their daughter was the Noxima girl, and her uh-huh. husband was Chris Catan, and he was having an affair with the mother. Right. That's what I took from it. Okay. Cool. I'm just. I just wanted to. It's never get... explained, though. I. Cl- I. Yeah. We could be completely wrong. Like, they didn't live like, long they enough come for that. Back to who yeah. this family is and why. I kept. Yeah, I read about for, it. Like... This was like. Um, they shot this like after the movie was done. They probably thought they just needed something, so it has nothing to do with the rest of the movie, other than uh, Goldberg Santa shows up and, and kicks some kicks some ass. It's like I mean, the movie wouldn't have been as good without. Oh, absolutely not. This is <laughs> like so I was like, okay, you you got stage. me, you yeah. got me. I mean, arguably <laughs> the rest of the movie is worse, but, <laughs> but like I was like, okay, okay, I'm into this. Yeah, wow. they shot this in L.A. so they could just have access to all these actors. And the rest <laughs> of the movie was shot in, I think, Canada. So it was just like it's it's a different movie almost, except for the connective tissue of Goldberg. But it, like you said, you, you need it. Like without this scene, I don't know if I'm watching the rest of the movie. But with this scene, I, this is one of my most random favorite Christmas movies. <laughs> what a connection to um, Violent Night as well, like making that like Nordic backstory of Santa. I thought it was pretty cool. Like Santa was a insane Viking, and this is what 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 goes down. Yeah, he's the Antichrist in this one. Well, yeah, like, they, they up it there. Too. Literally the Antichrist. Yeah. Like, you know, D- David Harbor. He was, you know, he was a warrior, and right, he was right. a thousand yeah. years old. So he's like, I'm tired and have PTSD. This but guy they also is make weapons out of candy canes. Both of them, the same yes. exact way. They do. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I almost feel like I almost feel like Violent Night is a more friendly, more emotional remake of Santa Slay. <laughs> like I really do. They're like, they're like, okay, we're gonna make a remake, but it's only gonna be inspired, and let's make Santa a little less of an evilly villain, and let's make it a little more of an action movie than a horror movie. And right, boom, like yeah. yeah. But whoa, what a what a, what a start! It was yeah. great. Yeah. So this. The, the first five minutes of this movie, you know, five, however long that opening scene is, may be one of the wildest five minutes I've ever experienced on film because of what happens and the star power. Again, you've got freaking James Caan, and mm-hmm. within five minutes, he's got carving instruments through his hands and then a freaking turkey leg shoved through his mouth. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fran's hair is fun. lit on fire and drowned in eggnog. Yep. <laughs> and Catan's like kicked through a grandfather clock. <laughs> if, all right. Anybody listening, if you have not seen this and you decided to tune in because uh, just because you like us and wow, that's I, I love you. Thank you. If you have not seen this movie, uh, you can find it on YouTube. Yeah, just watch the opening if any of it. Yeah, can we put the link? Can we can we have the link? Can we attach the link on our social media pages just so like just to get that first scene? So like, I'll I yeah, we'll link we'll link that opening. You have to watch the first scene. The and I man, I would love to know. He kills a dog. It's wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) 
And I'm anti-dog killing, but even I enjoyed this one. This was uh, a great punt. It's clearly a stuffed animal. I'm all in. I saw the the IMDb trivia. One of the trivia items was like, against tropes in horror movies, where where the dog usually lives in this film, the dog is killed in the first film. Or is like the first murder. Also, dogs Uh, often die in horror movies, so that, that that makes no sense. Yeah. Yeah, but it's not obvious. Typically, what happens is the dog goes, rrr, rrr, and then, like, you leave the room and you hear, rrr, and you're like, right. no. <laughs> this dog, This dog was punted and metamorphed yeah. into a stuffed animal, <laughs> hit the fan, and then flew back from the fan into the chimney. <laughs> I just want to know, like, I want a behind-the-music-type documentary piece just about this scene. Like, how yeah, did this I do, too. Happen? It deserves it. All these people, like, what? Well, and I don't even know, like, Jay, I was looking, this guy that directed this movie, David, directed and wrote it, David Steinman, Uh like, he's done nothing else. Yeah, this was his only movie he directed, and his career before that was Brett Ratner's um, personal assistant, like, and Brett Ratner produced this, well, one of the producers, 10 producers, when you get these small, weird movies. Yeah, but Brett Ratner, Ratner, you could tell that, like, Brett Ratner's influence is on it. Didn't he date, like... Rebecca Gayhart. Yeah, Yeah. Rebecca Gayhart. Yeah, Yeah, like, they were a thing for, like, a long time. And, like, you could tell that, like, it was his star power. He's like, hey, you want James Conn in this movie? I know him. Cole's probably, he's like, hey. (laughs) Yeah, like, I'll meet your quote for the day. You're going to work half a day. And and then (laughs) here's this money, and Goldberg's going to beat you up. (laughs) Oh, sure, sure. I owe Brett a favor. Wasn't Brett Radner, and it's hard to keep it straight. So, because there's been so many people exposed. Oh yeah, he was he somebody. He was yeah, he's a, right. Yeah, he yeah. was a Me Too. Yeah. Uh, baddie. So I don't know what I, he I, did though. I'm sure it was creepy, but I'm sure uh, yeah. not surprising. But I let's not dwell if, like, on it for the purposes of litigation, and we don't right. bring it down. Like, ew. Yeah. yeah. Well, I just he's not one of my favorite re- directors anyway. Me neither. He kind of ruined the X Men franchise, so I don't really want. I just wondered if David Steinman got this movie made because he's like, I know something. So (laughs) (laughs) and that's why we got Santa Slay. He's like, all right, you get one film. One film. And And then you gotta give me the pictures, okay? (laughs) And what I picture so I saw the thing like Jason said that they filmed this after the rest of the movie was filmed. You know, the the movie overall has a runtime of like an hour and 15 minutes right like, yeah this is this is almost a short film and there's good <laughs> like eight minutes of credits at the end so it's it's right. probably maybe an hour eight minutes total right so i wonder if part of it was runtime that mm-hmm. they're like oh we we need another 10 minutes on this movie yeah we need just to, make to it be longer. able to call it like a feature mm-hmm. and so they're back in la and then they're like i don't you know whatever budget they got for this they're like oh we've got like an extra like 500 grand sitting around yeah like what are we gonna do with this we can't steal it I, or i'm assuming they've already <laughs> stolen a bunch and this is like the we have to spend this money so i picture it like like one of those memes or something you'll get on facebook where you get like you have 200 dollars to form this football team and it has you know all these players at different levels and it's the same thing so you're like i'm gonna pick a jimmy con from here and Rebecca Gayhart from there, and Chris Kattan there, and the nanny, and that's how we get the $300,000. Well, isn't the nanny, like, isn't she, like, president or 
whoever's in charge of the Screen Actors Guild, like she's no oh, yeah. joke. Yeah, she's way up there. Like they probably knew her, and she's like, "Hey, well, you know, hold on, boop, boop, boop. Yeah, yeah, Jimmy, you want to come in? Sure, great, cool." Yeah. <laughs> Right, right. Yeah, you're right. All right we could no talk about that scene the whole time. Like, I know, like, this should be the rapid strike. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but it's a, I, so we have a star death. So uh, I thought I thought, I thought, thought Violent Knight was going to be the first star death, but this one had the star death. He throws it in the woman's back. Yep. He, oh, another woman falls down, gets impaled by a chair. Fran Drescher, yep. we already talked about. Fire eggnog. Dog gets punted <laughs> and ricocheted off a fan. Jimmy Khan stabbed and choked. Um, Chris Kattan just gets his booted into the wall. Like, I mean, he, rem- like, like he's, <laughs> I love how he tries to fight. He reminds me of Grover the Muppet, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> and then the movie starts. <laughs> yeah. It's like the, the Pixar short film before the actual Pixar film. Sorry. So yeah, he's the ant. So the thing is, is like, let, let me see if I got the plot because, you know, like he's flat. Yeah, so he's the ant. So the, so so Santa is an anagram for Satan because he's right. the Antichrist. His mm-hmm. dad is Satan, and his mom is Erica. That's kind of a random name. <laughs> is there some lore that I'm not picking up? Because like if, that doesn't strike me as a biblical name. Maybe it is. I don't know. If if I am, uh... I, if I. If I'm wrong, I apologize to any biblical scholars who listen to our I, show. I'm, I'm thinking maybe David got burned by an Erica. So, <laughs> yeah. so this director is just like every, every Erica is the wife of the devil. <laughs> and so Christmas uh-huh. is, is not a celebration of Jesus' birth. It's a desperate prayer to Jesus because it's it's the Antichrist's birthday, Santa, and he goes around wreaking make it wreaking havoc. Mm-hmm. And so God sends down an angel and the angel fools Santa from being a jerk to being arguably the nicest human on the planet, Santa Claus, <laughs> right. by beating him and curling. I just want to make sure I got everything. That's spot on. Okay, good, good. I'm, and I'm I give the set. movie some credit for, like, I mean, they even do, like, a stop-motion animation sequence to um, deliver the lore to us. I was pretty impressed with, with this mythology they built here. Like, they went above and beyond in terms of, like, a 70-minute a movie. <laughs> like, that delivers. Well, and the, right, and the way they told it, wasn't it almost like a claymation type? Yeah. Oh, it was Rudolph. It was like that Rudolph, the Red Nosed Reindeer stop animation thing. It was clearly a nod to like the Bumble and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. They probably paid some kids from like the University of Calgary's animation department. (laughs) (laughs) They did a nice job. That was solid. A pretty bunch of loonies to get that made. But that's the most that is the most Canadian Christmas origin story ever. Right? It's true. Guys, we should watch out. We live I, I live twenty minutes from Canada. They'll get me. Like they'll get so be nice. Be nice to the Canadians. Hey, right I don't there. say that in jest to Canada. I love Canada and I think it's to the strength. We uh, our friend Chris Lindstrom Stromy, we were just talking about before this aired, he is a passionate curler. I'm probably using the wrong term, so he's probably going to yell at me. But we told him, we're like, you got to watch this. As far as I know, this is the first curling movie I have ever seen. Maybe the only one? I don't know. I guess we'll have to find out. If anyone's listening and you know other great curling films, please 
let us know at punches and popcorn. There's got to be a like a Disney like sports movie we're curling like where Kurt Russell's the coach and he's you know oh yeah we so it's like a cool like runnings real. but it's curling yeah. instead of bobsledding exactly. curl running. it's like the Saint yeah. Lucian like curling yeah. team no it's just Americans trying to curl <laughs> oh yeah that would yeah from what I understand it's Americans trying to curl while sober I think those are like the antithesis of Disney Plus 2020 uh, now I'm going to get the Canadians after me oh. I don't uh, think. All right. You know, I'm when we're, we're done with this, I'm going to have to go watch Canadian bacon so I can prepare for the war. Oh my god. Uh, so back to our movie, Santa Slay. Oh, right. We could talk about just the intro, but there's a lot in this movie. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They're including the wonderful I'm probably going to mispronounce her name is that Emily DeRaven? That's how I think it's pronounced. Right. This is from... the weird time capsule though to 2005 like a lot of people we just talked about and now her like oh that's i kind of call her the girl from lost so uh right like yep that was her moment yeah that's where i I recognize her from yeah and i was trying to remember like time is this came out in 2005 and lost premiered in 2004 Uh so like it wasn't quite i guess big enough then that she like because I imagine by the end, I would think that ABC or whoever was running Lost like would not want her to do a movie like this. They maybe even shot but, it before like Lost premiered. Like probably I could, took yeah, a couple I, years because it's such a it. small budget. But we got to also. I don't guys. feel like this. I don't feel like this movie made waves. I don't think when the movie came out, there were little people <laughs> no. clutch, clutching their pearls, being like, "Can you believe they made Santa Claus the son of Satan? Oh my lord! <laughs> what think? Somebody think about the children." I don't. I think. I don't think. Um, yeah, I don't think it got, got that kind of press. So I won't no, worry about it. Did it did not. <laughs> <laughs> right, and it's not like it's not a WWE movie. Like. Mm-mm. I mean, even back in 2004, like they, I mean, the Marine had to be out then. Like they were pumping out one Kane's movie that had to be out around back then. Mm. Like that was happening. So I wonder, like, how did they get Goldberg? The director said that he, um, he had back, his friend gave him backstage passes to a WWE show. And he went back and he was like, I guess he had this script, like he had written this christmas script and he pitched it to goldberg when he was backstage and goldberg's like wait i I get to be santa but i also get to be evil and he was i get to kill people he got all excited and then i guess he said he then visited goldberg again on the set of spider-man 2 which i didn't know goldberg was in that and um he he made up like a a mock-up of of the poster of goldberg and the santa like just like a a, you know um photoshop deal and goldberg was like really charmed by it and after that he was in Oh, amazing. Yeah, and he's a okay, can we talk? I mean, I know I so as you know, I'm not a wrestling guy. I'm the one non-wrestling fan here. But when I was in college my freshman year, we used to watch WCW and WWF back and forth. Like Well, that was that was Monday Night War era, the attitude yeah, era. Like that was I, the peak. And I remember <laughs> Goldberg's fights were were like I was like, okay, Goldberg's gonna come out. He first of all He's a monster. He's a monster, but he doesn't look like you know Andre the Giant. Kind of looks a little looked a little doughy. You know, same thing with the yeah. Big Show. But mm-hmm. like Goldberg looks like just a scaled up 
<laughs> muscle man. Like yeah. he just looks oh, like yeah. he just looks like, you know, if you if you photoshop if you put a picture of Photoshop of a muscle man and then like pulled the corners and then stuck it in real life. That's what he looks like. He's he's massive he's and monster, scary. Yeah. Like I was like, oh my god. And in this movie I forgot for a little bit how big he was. And then like when he takes off his coat, I'm like, oh my yeah, god, yeah. look at this. Yeah. Guy. <laughs> He's oh, yeah. so he's so intimidating. Like I'm like in the, right in the last twenty minutes when we get full tickets to the gun show, it's yeah, yeah he's huge. He's yeah. huge. No, no, that's that that is that is the RPG show. There's no gun. There's no. It's <laughs> the wrong weapon. He's so big and so scary. Like it kind of works, and that's actually what I liked about this movie a lot. Is um. So it's it's funny because it's a slasher movie when you break it down. Oh yeah, yeah. for like, sure. It, uh-huh. It's a slasher movie, and it has a lot of like I don't want to say tropes. It kind of like I feel like they took a bunch of aspects of slasher films and put them together in such a way that it was an original combination of ingredients I already saw. So his one-liners are very Freddy-esque. He's essentially oh. Michael Myers, like this yeah. giant stabby monster. Uh, and he's got like, he's got some powers, which is very cool. And like, and then you got the Santa thing and, and like also the creative ways of killing people, which is very Jason in my mind. Yeah, like, the menorah so through the yeah. throat oh, and oh, like oh. all that stuff. Um, so yeah. And, and it also had the small town vibe, which we get in a lot, even gremlins, like that whole hell kind of township. Thing. Yeah. Hell town. So I was like, <laughs> I was like, you know what? This is this. I like, I like, I like, I think this is a slasher film, but it stands out cause it's not scary. It's not at night. Yeah, right, right. It's not, it's creepy. very tongue in cheek. Yeah. It's like, so oh, tongue in yeah. cheek. Like it's yeah. violent, but it's not. I mean, do you consider slasher films scary? I think some people do, but like, I, I, like right this was definitely like it was just ham this was all ham like you had the gratuitous booby scene and the strip like it was just it had all the notes but it was done in such a way where i'm like i get it i got it it's it's good you know yeah and then there's like just a lot of clever touches on just on top of everything you said like before goldberg like uses a stripper pull as a weapon he wipes it down like it's just like uh, just stuff like that or just like okay you're 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 the movie kind of—that's how it slowly won me over. We're just doing stuff like that. I'm like, okay, that's pretty clever. Good, good, good on you. And how about the 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 kid? I'm trying to tell if I've ever seen it anything else. Douglas Smith plays Nick, and I was waiting for some like reveal that he's Nick Saint Nick, the real Santa. I don't know. Oh. That wasn't there. There's the moment where he's like looking at the Santa tracker on. Like NORAD Santa Tracker. Yeah. And he like IMs the like ask a question. Is yeah. this Santa Tracker real? And I like <laughs> that the like the the guy in the chat is like basically making fun of it. Is the Santa Tracker real? Oh yeah, they're definitely tracking him for you. They're like, he isn't going anywhere. He's just in this town all day. Like... By the way, I would like to point out that instead of NORAD, it was Gonad. Gonad. For those yes. of you who don't yes. know what gonads are, those are your reproductive uh, organs, see, testes uh, or ovaries. So I was like, segment. very good. Go. Those are science segment. I'm done. We got a science segment into our oh, rapid strike. Those are gonads. <laughs> oh, and they I had a lot that. of they had a lot of very immature puns, which I'm not complaining oh, yeah. about. Like I that whole it. scene with like the the one cop who's like 
Dick Sucker and then the, oh, the yeah. Captain yeah. Cox and Captain Bush. I was like, oh my god, really? The, the priest has to read the uh, names of the dead strippers. It's like Dixie Wrecked. We're gonna miss her. <laughs> Test really tickler. Right, right, yes, right. right. <laughs> I was like, man, they did. A, they called in like a really smart eleven-year-old, and they're like, yeah. this is what you need. This is what you need. I wrote them all down for you in my in, in like my loose leaf notebook in pencil. Here you go. And they just, by the way, who's the priest? I, I don't, he's the guy from strange brew. Not, not yeah, Dave, Dave Thomas. Right. Not the Wendy's guy though. Ah, yeah, yeah. I know him from the Roseanne show. Oh, he was in arrested development. All right. Anyways. Uh, yeah, he's, yeah, he's a stuff. big Dave comedy Thomas. guy. Yeah, he, <laughs> he's a face. Yeah, he's Canadians, Canada's finest right there. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Uh, and speaking of Canada's finest, I mean, again, aside from the curling, we get the Zamboni, right? Like, that's yeah. the climax of this film. All has to do with battling in and around a Zamboni. Like, it could not get more Canadian than that. And I love all the all the one-liners that he's in the last sequence. It just gets turned up to 11. Uh, <laughs> when he's just, like, saying things. He's chasing them around. Like, Christmas sure can scare the dickens out of people. As he pulls out the copy of, like, Christmas Carol to throw at him. Very yeah. Freddy. Very yeah. Freddy. Yeah. Like, Absolutely. Yeah. Very, very. I appreciated that. I was like, <laughs> it's almost like what? Dime Store Freddy, which makes it just right. as good. Like, it's not a bad thing. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> My, and I love the, in a callback to our last full episode, movie new york ninja he pulls out that mirror was it a mirror or flashlight that he uses to like shine the light in santa's face and santa's like it's like i'm santa claus not fucking dracula oh yeah <laughs> so funny <laughs> he pulled that out i was thinking of like what the hell is he doing so i was i was dying i mean i was dying through most of this to me my favorite line goes back to claire from lost well, when he gives them the whole the reveal about the the time zone, because I guess like oh. at midnight he's magically has to go back to the North Pole. Or yeah, something. like and that's his time that, limit. Right. So I mean, I guess this could be a whole another science segment that the plot the device. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, whatever. But he he explains this to them, and Emily there says. He's scary, yet educational. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. It's almost kind of very South Parky at times. Like the small yeah. town, oh, very. all the puns, mm. just the over like complicated plot, but somehow it just makes it all more entertaining. Yeah, and like these people that appear to be good old fashioned hometowny people and they're right. really like bad people. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Like what about that scene where those kids are opening yes! the random kids. Random yeah. kids that are yeah. like you no know connection to the movie. Where am I? What does he say? Like, where are my goddamn presents? Like, yeah. something like that. And yeah, then they right. and the kids die. Like, the yeah. presents, the kids have no heads. And I was like, wow, they it's went there. Right. They murdered some tweens. All right, yeah. there you go. Right. And then their, their grandparents are looking like, uh, they look kind of kind of relieved by this. <laughs> like, oh, my God, my grandkids are, you know, <laughs> decapitated in front of me. It's a uh, so asshole. Can we can we talk because I know we don't have a lot of time. Can we talk about Santa's powers? Because yes, like he was a cross between <laughs> a demon and the Green Goblin from Spider Man. He had exploding <laughs> presents. That was all, like he's flying yeah. around throwing exploding presents. I'm yeah. like, 
That's awesome. Green Goblin. Yeah. He's got like smoke bomb, like like ornaments and mm-hmm. like all this you know, he can he, heat and up he shoots holes. Yeah. Right. And he shoots the hellfire from his like the coal right. is it coals? Yeah, he shoots coals yeah, from his mouth. He coals and shoots him Yeah, like <laughs> Yeah. What about, like, his, what about his bison too? Like that's such a right, sick we reindeer. Even talked like, about, instead of reindeer, he has a white bison. Yeah, and it totally owns. Like I was just so impressed with it, so much so <laughs> that like initially I was looking at him like, oh, that's got to be animatronic. And then there's actually the D- the DVD has special features about this, and they they actually oh used God. real bison. They had two, and I guess no gold. Way. Goldberg's voice would scare one of them so bad it would like take off <laughs> as soon as he talked. And but they they actually had harnesses and like raised the bison in the air along with Goldberg in that sleigh like 20 feet off the ground and like they had it was just it was nuts like it's just like how did this have this much money to exist this is such a random directed video whatever but yeah I love it I, I love the bison I was like yeah I'm like and I I, I actually I, I figured I was like how are they doing that is that like a horse with a bunch of shit on top right, of it yeah, I'm like exactly. no that's a real that's a real bison. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it's a real bison. And it's a carnivorous one because it ate the valet guy, which I'm like, right, that's right. awesome. So and good. by the way, bison are huge, huge. I right. I, I had the I had the the pleasure to go to the Grand Canyon and drive through a herd of bison. Oh, wow. They are monsters. They make cows look like chihuahuas. They're so big. <laughs> and I remember looking at this, I'm like, that bison looks a little small. Maybe it's like a horse covered with something. I'm like, no, it's just next to Goldberg, who's like, <laughs> a, you know, a giant. Like, yeah. <laughs> he's so huge. <laughs> and let's also, right. um, I want to jump back to the Please beginning, do. the opening. Uh, Goldberg Jewish, and also most of the cast in the beginning is part of it. I guess why they cast it that way, even though other than just ran, random Hollywood people, is they were all, I think. 90% of this movie's cast is Jewish. So I think that yes. you're telling this Christ story and it's just, it's, I just love that. I'm mo- like meta tongue in cheek. Like even in the making of it, they're having fun with it. Right. <laughs> well, like right. when the cop calls them Amish, I was like, yeah, dude, right. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, just, just for your information, I had to look this up. Uh, Goldberg's build height and weight. He's billed as six, four Jeez. I mean, that's honestly is not that unbelievable. No, that's not that unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they just—he just looks and like I'll, a monster, though. Yeah. <laughs> also, his parents are his, according to Wikipedia. This is an authoritative source. Uh, his mother is a classical violinist, and his father is a gynecologist. He's got some really smart. His his father graduated from Harvard and Johns Hopkins. Wow. Was his father also a small elephant? (laughs) I guess he must have. And he played football, right? Yeah, he played. Yeah, he was a football player. He was a football player. Then became Georgia, and then was drafted by the Rams. Like, I mean, again, I know that's not unusual for professional wrestlers. Like, trans. Anyways, this is not a rest. We vote. Me and Matt did our wrestling episode. Dom, we don't need to make you wade too much into that. I just, guys, we're getting to time. So we had in these last two holiday rapid strikes, we talked about two very different, very violent Santas. So I want to know, in your opinion, if we get a showdown, if we get a showdown of Goldberg Claws versus Harbor Claws, who's winning? It's Goldberg Claws. He's half Satan. <laughs> <laughs> 
Like it's uh, Goldberg claws. I like Harbor claws better than Goldberg claws, but Goldberg right. claws is the Antichrist. Like yeah. the Omen, like is the prequel to this or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Poor That's Harbor great. claws. He took a knife in his side and he had to stitch himself up with tinsel. Goldberg claws <laughs> took shotgun to the face and he got up. So I don't know. Just call me crazy. <laughs> What about yeah. you, Jay? Do you agree with him here, or you think Harbor Harbor Claws has the edge? I I don't even I can't add anything to that. Dom said it perfectly. The only thing I'll say is that I think if you gave Harbor Claws his actual Warhammer, and then you started blasting some Brian Adams something about Christmas time, I he might just pull it out. You never know. I think that Satan Claws. Oh, excuse me, Shatan. Like that. Oh, I there. love the oh, pronunciation. The hockey player. Yeah. But like forever. Again, we're three three guys from Western New York. If you didn't know, Buffalo for a long time had a player on the Sabres, Miroslav Shatan. And it was right around this time. And like, I think early 2000s, like that was the jersey to get. Everyone had these Satan Shatan. Uh, yeah. Fun, fun little bit. So, I, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to believe in Harbor Claws, that he'd find a way here. But I, it would be quite a mountain to climb. You're a sentimentalist, uh, Mike. Not uh, a realist. You know, it, to me, that's the spirit of Christmas is believing, and I'm going to believe. Well, I have a question for you, So, because we're, so we're wrapping up. I, so, although, like, Goldberg Claws, is, this movie's definitely more, like, exploitation-style, grindhouse, horror, just, like, silliness. I think I liked, I think I liked Violent Night better. Like, I feel like if I wanted to watch a real movie, I'd, I'd watch Violent Night. But if I was like, got a bunch of guys together, and I'm like, yeah, we got to watch this wild crap. Like, right, don't worry right. about the plot. We'll you get a beer during the, during the time oh, when yeah, the kids yeah. are flirting. Totally agree. You know, yeah. <laughs> just, right. you know, Here's I, I like, I thought Violent Night was a better, like, it was a film. Whereas yeah. this was just like, here's a gimmick. Santa, right. Antichrist, murderer, let's go. <laughs> yes. I think that you could do a really fun marathon, like hanging out with the guys. You could go either way here. But in my mind, the way I lay this out is you start with Krampus. That's you know, <laughs> the fun, like horror. Then you drop this in, and this is your, you know, it's, it's barely a long episode of a TV show. You <laughs> laugh your way through it. And then you go finish out with violent night. And I think that kind of, this bridges between the horror and the action, you know, it fits right in there with them. Honestly, I'd love a sequel. Like I, it's, it's I funny. Know. I was, th- I was thinking about it. And I was like, violent night. I would rewatch this mm-hmm. movie. I would watch a sequel for. Because oh, I, yeah. I like, like, because I want the new, I want the new creative things. Like I want, you know, him to like take the baby Jesus from the nativity and shove it into someone's ear, or like <laughs> I don't know, you know, impale, give someone a tinsel enema, or whatever he's gonna do. I, I don't know, but like, th- I feel like they can up the ante on that whole like evil psycho serial killer Santa thing to the nth degree. So yeah, with you everything that gets rebooted and. We get sequels now of everything. 
you're so right. Like why I actually literally was Googling uh, earlier, like, <laughs> is there rumors of a sequel? Like what, what's going on? And there's just nothing, but I know this movie has a cult following. Like it is a thing. So I don't, maybe someday I also kind of want to see Goldberg act more. Like, I don't know if what he did here is acting, but he has a presence <laughs> and I'm interested in it. Uh, well, you know what? We'll have to track down David Steinman and see we could probably get him on this show <laughs> let's Not if anybody has contact info for david steinman we would love to talk with him and uh, again praise this movie that's a whole oh and i forgot i again we're we're now well over what we usually do but we didn't even talk about how like debo from friday was in this briefly oh like, yeah tiny yeah. luster yeah i know him from no holds barred oh yes right yeah. oh gee cripes that's Which, the the better thing, right? He also well, thwarted the Joker's I mean, plan in the Dark Knight. Oh, well, yes, said. Yes, he was right, the right. he was the moral criminal on the boat. Yes, oh, there you go. It's one of the best. Of the, that that is one of the best scenes in any movie. I don't care what anyone says. Of it's course, really of course. Night. All right, all right, guys. Don't get me well, started. Are, oh, all right. Well, we have all kinds of uh, touch points for other great movies. So, uh, again, thank you all for listening to us. Hope that you're holiday seasons however you celebrate or don't are merry and bright and if they gotta be violent uh, i hope it's at least battling a satan clause till next time friends good night and good luck this has been a presentation of the lunch podcast network